Hey and welcome to That Dubai Girl, the podcast. I'm Elisa. And I'm Kirsty. Every week we'll be chatting about the trials and tribulations of living in Dubai. Your problems, your big wins and your crazy confusions. We're here to try our best to help guide you through it all. There's going to be some silly chat from us and we'll be joined by very professional experts who will actually say stuff that matters. We want to thank you for being part of our ultimate girl gang. Right, let's get on with it then. Dubai Girl podcast for 2022. Hello, Kirsty. Hello, Elisa. How are you doing? I'm happy that we're keeping it consistent now. I know, this back. is great. You look really tan today. What have you been up to? Tanning. Right. <laughs> well, that'll be that then. <laughs> I feel like you walked straight into that I one. Did. I did. Where have you been? Um, On a sunbed. <laughs> on a sunbed? Right, this is have, great. Have you been outside recently? Like... I know, it's been horrible and that's why I wondered. See, the thing with sunbeds here, right... They're dead expensive, aren't they? Uh, I mean, I don't know, because if you get like a package and then... Yeah, but think about the local sunbed back home. It's like two pounds and you're on there for like 40 minutes. So I'm not quite, <laughs> not quite. But it's dead expensive. Oh yeah, it's like a tenner here. Yeah. For like 15 minutes. It's crazy, but it looks good. Yeah, I can't be pale. Like, it just makes me sad. Like, See, this I'm weather always makes me pale. You're a light tone though, aren't you? I feel people, like if I don't bad. look like this, then people are like, are you sick? Really? Yeah. See, for me, I probably always look unwell. But I mean, I know I'm tanned oh, when blonde, my... Yeah, you've got blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, but babes, when my skin's not blue, that's when I've got a tan. Well, you're so. not, you don't look translucent at the moment. Thank you. Look, you. You, look, you look tanned. I look all right, don't I? Mm. Well, I'm mm. excited today because have you heard the news? What's happening on my radio show? I mean, I may have heard. Joel Corey's coming in to host the show. Joel Corey. By the way, Joel Corey, if you listen to this podcast yeah. after the fact, you know, just let me know. Well, I asked you. This is a little what behind you, the scenes here. I, you said to me, oh, Joel Corey's so fit. And I said, well, you can come on and ask Not him exactly a question. What I said, did I? I said he's so fit until he dyed his hair blonde. Yeah, I think he looks great as a blonde. And see, in real life, I've seen him with blonde hair already and he looks fab. I think it's way better than if the I brunette. If I didn't have stuff going on today, I would definitely just hang out with you until Joel <laughs> Corey turned up. Yeah, he's, he's, he's fit and he's a lovely guy. And I said, look, come on and just ask him if he'd be interested in having a long-distance girlfriend. You said it's embarrassing, so... I mean, to be fair, I wouldn't want a long-distance boyfriend, so... Who cares? It's Joel Corey. No, still, I wouldn't want it. Shoot your shot. Nah. No? Nah. And if you don't know who Joel Corey is, oh, I was getting into Radio Zone there where I could play a clip, but it's actually illegal to do that on a podcast. Oh. You have to pay royalties. Oh. So, you know that one? When my heart goes... Ba, 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 da, ba, ba, yeah, ba, why ba, don't you ba, ask Joel Corey to just like sing you a little tune later and but then you can edit sing. it But he doesn't sing. Oh. No, he's just the producer. So I'm going to ask him today, look, if he needs a singer ever. Yeah. I'm available and I will need to be heavily auto-tuned. I'm, you're going to hate me for doing this, but I have to answer this phone call. I'm really sorry. <sighs> Six and a half hours later. Look, we'll we'll keep that rolling because that's my life when we do the podcast. <laughs> oh, she's very very busy, important girl. This one, seriously, she is. I, I mean, I've just got a lot going on. I know on. you it's do. Just like, I feel like when we get to podcast episode four, we'll be able to be like, oh, do you remember all those times that Kirsty was <laughs> was late and just kept interrupting? We can announce now why. Why? 
Oh, we can't tell. We oh, can't right, we can't, right oh, I see what you're saying. We can't say until episode four. Right, I'm with you. Uh, episode look. four, it can be an exclusive. Oh, no way. Oh, my God. <laughs> so your mum and my mum will hear it first, our only yeah. listeners. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, it's a big week for me as well. Kirsty, obviously, I've got that going on on my radio show. But, you know, by the time this goes out, you've missed it. Love 107.1. But you can see it on our Instagram, self-promotion. Also, yeah, quiz. Quiz, yes. I've got a new quiz at Kickers at Sports City, which is great. Yeah. Really fun. And you haven't been to my quiz yet. So no, we're uh, just going to let that go for a couple well, of weeks. Well, I was thinking, me, aren't why don't we just do a quiz now, me and you? Go on then. Right? So we'll just do a couple of questions, just see if you're worthy of coming to my like quiz. Everyone that listens to this podcast needs to understand that this podcast would not survive if it wasn't for Elisa. Elisa <laughs> is I'm a the professional. queen of the podcast. <laughs> I literally roll in normally a bowl, of, a bowl of sweat, like not knowing wherever I'm coming or going. Yeah always late and then she's like right sit down we're going to talk about this this and this I like researching and stuff it's fun for me she smashes it well this is what I do every day for my radio show so I might as well just do double today it's fine right so here we go Go this is the general knowledge round are you ready no (laughs) right okay right first question you know feel free to shout out your answer if you're listening to it but we won't be able to hear you but still play along who wrote the books that the series Game of Thrones is based on. Oh, mate. Want to guess? Guess someone. Do you I've, never authors? Even seen, I've never even seen Game of Thrones. It's, right? Okay, George R.R. R. Martin. So that's wrong. Okay. Uh, next one. Which sport is featured in the 2003 film Sea Biscuit? I mean, horses, I'm yeah. guess. Yes! Horse racing. Horse ra- on top of it. Got one, well done. Number three, the airport code LAX serves which city? Los Angeles. Yeah! Oh, the confidence as well! Yes, right, you're doing well. You've got two out of three, which is great. Number four, Future Nostalgia was the 2020 album by which artist? Nah, Give no. you a clue? Go on. Female artist. British. Massive. Nah. Do Yeah! I'll just give you that. I shouldn't, but I will. In which US state is the city of Nashville? Oh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee? Yeah. Yes! Oh, God, you're good. Right, if you don't get this one, on, you should never have had a career as a teacher. How many centimetres are in a metre? Oh, 100. Oh, you act like that was easy. I thought it was hard. Elon Musk is the CEO of which global brand? Oh, shit, I do know this. Uh... Oh. Oh, dun, God. Dun, 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 nah, it's gone, don't I? Tesla. Oh. oh. No, I didn't know that. I thought he was someone else. Okay. <laughs> 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 Number nine. What instrument does Lisa Simpson play? Oh, um, saxophone. Yes! I loved The Simpsons. That was she, like my favourite show. Do you know, she could have moved over to Dubai and got a brunch gig because every brunch has got a saxophone these days. Right, number 10. This is it. Mm. Botany is the study of which life form? Plant. <gasps> How did I get right? Wait, right, so you got eight, that right? one wrong. Yeah, you got eight out of ten. Yeah, not bad. Killed it. Let us know how you did. Tell us on Instagram and that is the end of the quiz this week. Do you want to do that every week? Yeah, I enjoyed Actually, that. Actually, do you know what? I feel like because I always write these questions, you should quiz me one week because right. I never get to play. I'm going to ask you ten that Dubai girl questions next no. week. No. Come on. How far up your arse are you? That <laughs> Dubai girl brand. See how, no! see how well you really know me. Can you know ask me? me stuff that I 
actually need to know in life. Jeez. All right, I'll, I'll mix it up. I'll try three Scottish things in. <laughs> yeah, okay, I like that. Um, yeah, so... Oh, by the way, I've been told that I cannot have the Celtic Rangers conversation. In fact, that's a very serious thing for No, it is. It seriously is. Like, your family is either which way. You are a Celtic family or you're a Rangers family. And if you don't support that fam- like that team, you get disowned. It's serious. That's mad. Isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. But you're from England, Essex area. Do you have a football team? Well, okay. My dad's Arsenal because my yes. family's actually from the North London and you're either Chelsea or Arsenal. Yeah, well, yeah. My dad's Arsenal, my uncle's Chelsea. Oh. But I'm going to be honest with you, I, I could not give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny because in Scotland you have to give a shit. Every two years I'm like, woo, England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. I was going to say every four years, but you're right. No, it's the Euros. Euros and the World Cup. Come on, hon. She does know. She I does do know. know. And obviously com- commiserations about not winning the Euros. I was really upset for you. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I was um, I was in Croatia. Yeah. And you know how like when England are in like the finals for anything, every single nationality supports the other team? Of course, yeah. Um, and so I was on this like yeah. packed street in Croatia. It's good how you know that. Yeah. yeah. And everyone was like cheering on. Was it Italy? It was Italy, yeah. Yeah, you know Croatia's right next to Italy as well. So they're all like pals. Yeah. Um, and I was there like when England scored like, yes! And this whole street's looking at me like, we will sub you. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a good good thing to do, Christy. But even the family I was with, they were Croatian, and the kids were like, "We're not, we're not cheering England." Of course not. But Italy won. Well, there you go. Uh, So I want to tell you about a new TV show that I'm obsessed with, which you. I mean, I know you don't have much time to watch telly. I I actually love watching telly. Do you? That's like my that's my switch off watching telly. What are you watching right now? Uh, Okay, so in. Uh, what day was it? Monday. I had a, a sofa day on yeah. the laptop. Um, what I like to call a mini burnout. And um, <laughs> fun. fun. <laughs> but I watched in one day. I finished Stay Close. Brilliant. I watched Loved that. Anna, which is. I haven't abs- seen that. Oh my God. It's about a girl who was a spy right. for the. What's the Russian? KGB? Yep. Yeah. And it's like. It's it's two hours long, but absolutely unreal. Brilliant. Who's in that? Um, You wouldn't. I don't know off the top of my head, but you would know the people. Okay. Um, And then straight after that, I watched Molly's Game. I haven't seen that either. It's about the girl. I don't know what her surname was, but Molly, she was an Olympic skier. Yeah. And she fell and she like injured herself so she couldn't be a skier anymore so then it like obviously like mentally like messed up her whole brain and she went to work for a guy who's who used to do like an not well yeah an illegal poker game basically like a backdoor poker game um and it basically is called molly's game it's how she like made millions and then got done by the fbi and it's a really 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 good story though i won't say too much spoilers that sounds great well well, what have you ever watched um cheer on netflix it's brilliant. It's about cheerleading squad, right? Oh, okay. And you think, you know, from what we think, we you we see this on telly and on movies. Like it, it's yeah. a bit like, woo, yay, woo, pom poms and stuff. Mm. No, they are actual athletes. It's so serious. They are like gymnasts, but also they have to dance and do all this stuff. Honestly, it's so good. But it's, season two's just come out. It's brilliant. Oh, okay, you'd okay. love it. But it's like a bit of a like, like it's it's not it's not a fact. It's like it's real. Oh, it's a reality show. Oh, it is a reality yeah. show, That's... and it follows these two like big cheerleading kind of competitors that mm-hmm. go up against each other. These two teams, and it's brilliant. And what I've been doing is I've been watching it and then trying to do cheerleading oh, moves. God. And especially after wine, I think I can do the splits, but I cannot. So video evidence to follow. No, no thanks. If you want to try that together, we can. But you'd like cheer. But my big one right now 
is Succession. Have you heard about this? No. Right, so Succession is a quite, it's an HBO show, it's on OSN here, and it's all about this family who are like a media conglomerate, right? And the guy's the but head honcho. This is a drama. This, this is a drama, okay. right? The, ga- the dad's the head honcho, and he's got to decide which of his kids he wants to pass the business down to. Oh. And it is amazing. Won so many Emmys this year and last year. You need to watch it. It's addictive. Succession. So good. Succession. Get on it. Think of suck. Session. And then session. Oh, just, it doesn't look like I'm just, suck. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sorry, moving away from sorry, her smut, everybody. Sorry, sorry. sorry. She can't help herself. I can. Um, I'm sorry. Best all-time like rewatch. What's your rewatch? Friends? Yeah, Friends I like. Friends in this day and age also wouldn't get away with like. No. But I think it's still brilliant. I like it. The Office USA. Love that one. What about Suits. I do like... I dropped off Suits a bit, though. So I dropped off Suits around season four, Mm -hmm. and then about two months ago, restarted from season four, and I'm back into it. But it's very samey. Yeah. It's always just, like, mad drama. It's hard to follow as well. Like, you can't just drop off Suits and then get back in. You have to, like, start at the start of the season. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? I really, really like Wish I Was Donna, though, quite a lot of the time. I'm like... Is that the ginger one? Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She is amazing. And that was a bit too close to home for me, because obviously I went to law school. Did you? What? Did you? You didn't know this? No. Yeah, you did. No, I did. I swear to God, I didn't. What did I do at uni? Do you know? Um, teaching. No. <laughs> oh, good guess though. <laughs> I mean, fair guess, but no. No, what did you do? Psychology. Oh, I did know that. Yeah, well, I went to law school for four years, and, and then and then just thought, nah, be well, a radio host. Yeah, well, I decided that I wanted to be a radio host, so I just tried it, and then I got a job, and then it all kind of went from there. My mum was raging, livid. Mm. Yeah. So does that mean like you could be a lawyer, but you have to do more? I would have stuff. to do two more years mm-hmm. again. Sometimes I think about it, you know. But then when you're a junior lawyer, it's all about like photocopying and making people tea and coffee for a wee while, and then you start to get good I at it. Imagine you as a lawyer. Like I've got some lawyer friends. Yeah. And, and they're just nothing. Like I just can't imagine you being like a serious like. You've never seen me in an argument. True. I will annihilate you. True. Okay. <laughs> I would. Don't so try me. One of my very good friends, a lawyer, and her, her Instagram says, I get paid to argue with people for a living. That is like, the dream. That so is the dream. Uh, right. So, so Kirsty, this week I read about this and I thought I'm going to come to you with it. Are you a naggy person in relationships? I can imagine you are. I mean, as we know, I've never successfully <laughs> been in a relationship. I know, but you're quite like... But yeah, I am really naggy. I'm sure you could ask people close to me and they'd be like, yep, she's a fucking pain in the ass." Because you are like a control freak. Yeah, right? that's fine. That's fair. No, I'm not saying you're controlling because those are very two yeah. different things. But there's been a poll done about the things that people like to nag about most, right? Well, and I wonder if you've ever done these. Okay, so this is them. Leaving clothes on the floor. How do you feel about that one? I mean, I personally do... See, oh, I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask about this. Like, I am sure if I was in a relationship and someone left their clothes on the floor, I'd, I'd have the ump about it. Have you got a floor drobe? I've got a chair. So have I! Yeah. Oh, I think everyone's got a chair. But, but sometimes the washing gets so mental. Yeah. Like, this is such a Dubai thing to say. Do you have a cleaner? Yeah, I have a cleaner once a week. Yeah, so I have, I have a house manager. <laughs> okay, millionaire. In the no, mansion. It's not. In it's the because, mansion. It's because I feel like calling her a cleaner doesn't do her justice. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to call you my cleaner. Well, I think that's nice, yeah. She 
manages my life. So what does she actually do? Everything. Oh, you've told me about this. Doesn't she do your ironing? She does everything. Yeah. Sometimes she does like shops for me. Like, Whoa, really? Yeah, she's amazing. Oh. Like, if it wasn't for her, I would literally fall apart. That's and so nice. She's got COVID and I just have oh, not gosh. known what to do. <laughs> do you need me to do any washing for you, babes? No, it's Drop fine. it off at the house I, if I you need. I got a Rysic cleaner just in case. I was like, I can't. Oh, do you know what it is? It's not even that. I hate doing dishes. Yeah, I do too. But yeah, so I'm totally digressing here, but um, God, what are first world problems we fucking have, <laughs> I know, right? How could we ever move back to like normality? I know, and it's funny because when I was at home, I was like, how can you not just get stuff delivered on Talibat Mart within 20 minutes to the house? It's crazy. You've actually got to go outside and go to the shop. Or if you want to do an online shop, takes at least a day for that's, them to get it to you. That's mad, isn't it? I Whereas know. now you do it in 90 minutes. Well, no, Talibat Mart is 20 minutes. Oh my God, that's amazing. Honestly, you should get on it. It's brilliant. So um, good. I don't know what... Uh, I use delivery and Instashop. Yeah. we Are we spoiled brats now? Oh, God, yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Have I ever told you the story about when my mum broke it to me that I was high maintenance? Oh, my God, no. Tell me. So, when I was 20... <laughs> Self-realisation moment, like, ooh. So, when I was 20, I did Camp America. Yeah. Um, And, like, to this day, my parents are still like, we just don't know how you did it. So, for people that don't know what this is, this is where... In the summer, normally a univers- summer of your university, you go to America and work in a kids' camp mm-hmm. and you have a specialism. So mine was like horse riding and horse instructing. And you live in a cabin with like, I lived with eight six-year-olds. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For like eight weeks, wow. right? Uh, it's literally like, you know, I'm like the parent trap. Yes. It's, it's basically just oh, like that. that. But then I also had eight horses as well. Right. So I used to like get up in the morning and have to go and like sort the horses out, then come back, get all my little kids dressed. And and you're in a little team, like you. there's three of you, right? So like literally I got there and I went to like Target and I, like everyone's got like, in sleeping bags. I was like, no, definitely not. Like went to Target, bought like a mattress to yes. a bar, bought like um, a net to go over my bed. For mosquitoes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bought like um, like a, a duvet, like went and bought all this stuff and people were like, are you okay? And I made this one friend, her name's Kayla. I'm still friends with her now, like 12 years on. She was what they call trip staff. Okay. So that's like someone that takes some hiking and like cool. sleeps in a kayak for a night and all this mental Ooh. shit that I definitely couldn't do. Yeah. Um, um, but she was quite a princess personality. So we used to, I used to call her my stinky princess. To this day, I still call it this and she's not that impressed. Um, but like I make her a bit more girly. Um, and she's a bit like, she's happy to just like not shower for three days sometimes. Ooh. I'm like, Kayla. Girl, <laughs> you need to get in that shower, honey. Ew. And so, um, yeah, literally, if it hadn't have been for Kayla, I don't think I would have survived this experience. And one day she was on the phone to her her mum. She's like, yeah, I've, I've met this British girl. She's from South Carolina. So it's all like, y'all and whatever. And um, she was like, yeah, yeah, she's really nice. She's super high maintenance. She's not like bitchy high maintenance, but she's like super high maintenance. Yeah. But she's really, really nice. And then, then the next day, I rung my own mum and I was like, oh my God. Like, and my mum was with my auntie and they were on speaker. And I was like, oh my God. But I was like really upset yesterday because Kayla called me high maintenance and like, I'm not high maintenance. And my mum and my auntie just erupted into <gasps> laughter in the background. My mum was like, you are the most high maintenance person I know. Oh <laughs> I was like, guys, like... Yeah. So now I fully embrace that I am a high maintenance person. But I think person. that's fine. And it's, you know, it's funny because I think I might be high maintenance too because some of my friends love camping, right? Oh, no. And they have this thing and they're like, what we're going to do is we're going to go off-roading in jeeps and then we're going to sleep there in a tent. And I I'm like, I worse. really don't like 
to do these things then they're all like come on it'll be fun trying to pressure me into it and I'm like I don't want to go I think it's okay to be high maintenance as long as you maintain yourself yeah that's the rule be as high maintenance as you want You're babe, right. but just maintain yourself and also I should be able to say no to camping look I would go on the desert bashing thing but don't make me stay overnight nah and I, I said to them if I'm really drunk I could probably do it like if I was literally passed out, but, but I don't want to do it. But also, I feel like I could do anything. Like I could hike and like when I was a kid, I was literally surrounded by horse shit. Like it was a horse ride, like didn't care like about getting dirty or messy. I'm not bothered about any of that. Yeah. But at the end of it all, mm-hmm. I've got to be able to have a shower mm-hmm. and sleep in a clean bed. Do you think you could do I'm a Celebrity, get all me that. out of here? <laughs> that is one of my goalposts for a nightmare. Apart from Awful. I would love the, like the drastic weight loss. <laughs> I feel like. I know, because it's just rice and beans, right? That's all they have. Yeah, but like if someone put a spider anywhere near yeah. me, I think I would vomit. Like... So it's time for our feature, Ask Dan and Kirsty. Um, Dan is in a meeting right now. So yeah, can't... I mean, how dare Dan have a life outside <laughs> our podcast? I know, and we brought you on here, Dan, and this is what you do for us. But look, we've got a question, and what we'll do is we'll send him it in a WhatsApp voice note and he can get back to us, right? Yeah, I mean, in Dan's defence, this is all my fault because I was like, well, whatever, you know, Let's how, blame dare him. We, how dare we have a real job? It's easier to blame him. Right, here's the question on that Dubai girl. Hi, ladies, I have a first date this week with a British guy and I need some advice I've never been with a British guy before so I don't quite know what to expect the only experience I have is with Arab men what are the differences are there any tips or insider info that would be appreciated Hmm. now a lot of people are saying in the comments actually that British guys tend to want to split the bill have you found that um you you know my feelings about this. If yeah. someone asks you on the date, they pay the bill. Yeah, totally agree. And you I don't know. agree to it. Spit. I wonder what Dan will think of this. Well, we'll have to get a voice note from him. So insert voice note here. Hello, hello, hello. That's Dubai girl. Um, thank you for having me back after last week. Uh, absolute pleasure. I'm so, so sorry that we can't record this live. Um, but full blame lies with Kirsty 100%. Gives me a time and then rings me 53 minutes later. Not ideal. Today's Ask Dan question. I have a first date this week with a British guy and I need some advice. I've never been with a British guy, so I don't quite know what to expect. The only experience I have is with Arab men. <laughs> oh, where do I start? Um, well, I guess the difference is with these Arab men, the Lambos that they rock up with are probably theirs, but you can be sure that if an English guy rocks up in a Lambo, your date will only last for, for a whole two hours before he has to return the car back to the rental company. I think when it comes to dating English guys, there's only two types of date, I'd say, and they're both at complete opposite ends of the spectrum. On one end, you've got the gentleman, a really, really nice guy, conversation flowing is genuinely interested in what you have to say uh picks up the bill no dramas at the end blah 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 and at the opposite end you've got the absolute self-obsessed dickhead all he wants to talk about is himself he's not looking at you whilst you're talking he's on his phone blah 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 um so yeah and of course i'm hoping that this lady gets the the first the first by the gentleman I can't say I've had experience dating Arab men. So whilst I can't compare the two, I can only advise you on the English guy. One thing I would say is, 
ladies always offer to pick up the bill even if you don't mean it in the slightest just offer because it always sticks in the guy's head it's the best advice i can give now we haven't heard the voice note at this point Kirsty, but i'm sure it was great advice that he gave i'm sure <laughs> there was a lot of feed i mean we're, we're screwed here if he said something tragic but what 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 was the answers on that to buy girl? a lot of people were saying? saying you know men are just the same in every nationality but a lot of people saying really weird stuff about British guys some people saying British guys are gentlemen some people saying British guys are the furthest away from gentlemen you can date <laughs> so I think it all just depends on the person not where like they're from how different nationalities like some people like going on dates and other people don't mm, I how, do you cultural. Feel about, how do you feel about dates do you like going on a date yeah I do like going on dates I what's, think it's quite fun what's your first date vibe I like you know like a nice dinner I think I'm mm. quite traditional like that and I like kind of doing an activity where you can get to know them Yeah, I'm not fussed really and I don't care like I'm the person you know you could take me to Nobu Atlantis or you could take me to Operation Falafel and I'd just be as happy yeah that's nice I'm easy yeah. you I, I don't like a dinner on a first date really no I don't like do it do you like eating in front of people um, I, I don't mind eating in front of people I'm like I know I think yeah eating in front of strangers maybe I don't like doing that yeah. and then I also feel like it's a bit intense like yeah. I like a date that requires like that sounds bad requires zero effort but I feel like if you can just meet somewhere cash mm-hmm. and wear kind of cash mm-hmm. like I, I once went on a first date to the Burj Khalifa I think we've had this conversation Ugh. and I was just like this is all too it's much too much like even going to the Burj Khalifa with people you know really well is yeah. a bit much on you're kind of right actually I'm changing my mind here I feel like maybe the dinner should be like the third date yeah. because you're looking at them for the whole time and the pressure is on yeah. to keep up the convo you're quite I'm right a super fussy eater oh are you so like yeah so what's I'm, your biggest hates in food oh I can't eat garlic it makes me vom and there's oh, a lot of garlic yeah. and a lot of things we've discussed this before yeah. about tomato ketchup and you said you don't like tomato oh, ketchup I hate tomato ketchup well don't come at us with any garlic or tomato ketchup they're the rules but we'll be back with Ask Dan next week So we're looking at your questions from That Dubai Girl on Facebook, on Insta. It's great. We love our little community. So we've got a question. And Kirsty, I think you can really help with this one, you know, because you used to be a teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. This one's from Sarah. And she says, hi, girls. I live in the UK. I've got three years teaching experience in the UK. And I want to try and get over to Dubai to teach. Any tips on how to get in the door? Kirsty, what do we think? Okay, so I think there's a few different ways you could do this. Yeah. You, um, when I was, I mean, it was seven years ago now, but when I was coming over here, I went to a few different agencies. So there's okay. quite a few recruitment companies that recruit specifically teachers for overseas. Um, and you can go to them and share your CV and stuff like that. Um, but the flip side of that is schools will pay those recruiters and it's quite a big chunk of money. It's like £2,000 up per oh, person. Okay. Um, so sometimes it looks good to you as a candidate like to go to them because you think oh they'll know and they'll put me in the right thing but I would personally say go to the schools directly and how would you contact the schools like on their websites there'll be like an email so I would say like at the moment now it's becoming much more popular for schools to use LinkedIn Okay. So I would say make sure your LinkedIn profile is really up to date. Yeah. Um, and a lot of schools right now, especially like the new big 
schools like RGS and places like that, they're doing a lot of the stuff through LinkedIn because they can in-house manage it. Okay. And at the end of the day, it's all about saving money these days. Um, but if not, most schools, you can just email their reception or, you know, their like general email and they'll forward your CV on to the right person. And I think really, really important is to your cover letter. Okay. Like your cover letter, keep it short. Mm-hmm. People, I, to give you a bit of perspective on this, I did some recruitment for schools I worked for. And like, if it's really long, like... Not, so not what, what kind of stuff do you write in a cover letter? Is it like, I, I have done this or... Because that's I what your think CV it's a bit says. About, I think it's a bit about you as a person. Right. And when it comes to teaching, it's normally about your teaching ethos and your teaching passions and stuff like that. So if you walk into my classroom, you will find blah. If you... You know, and also try and tailor it. Like, mm-hmm. look at the schools, look at the schools, like, visions, look at the school's mission statements and tailor it to what that school's looking for. Um so yeah definitely make sure that's your first impression yeah and remember you've got to sell yourself like sometimes I think people are scared to sound too like pushy or showy especially if we're British we're not very good at that are we yeah so I think it's like make sure you talk about and it's it's extracurriculars it's the value added like Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people stress about degree scores and things like that I don't think it's about that Mm -hmm. I think it's about what you've brought to the wider ethos of your school. Because ultimately, you know, if you're a great maths teacher, that's fantastic. But have you done other things to support the school, support the children, support the community, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera? They're really, really big on that over here. It's like when you went to university and you had to have like the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you God, had to do those that. extra bits and yeah. bobs. Um, and then I think it's apply very early. Yeah. So in the UK, when you apply for jobs, you don't normally start applying for a job until like May okay. um, for a teaching job. So this is for the term time to start. So yeah, that would so, be August in the UK. Yeah, uh, Yes, August, September. Okay. So here in the UAE, they start recruiting in December. Interesting. For the following September. So don't miss the deadline. If you want the best choice of jobs, you should start applying for jobs in December. Right. Because so January's not too late, is it? No, so normally what happens in a school in January, they will ask their existing staff to complete intentions. So you say, I'm going, I'm staying, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And then normally by the time they get to the Easter holidays, which is March, they'll make you sign and make a decision. Right. um, Because then they've got enough time to recruit. Because obviously if you're relocating someone from the UK to overseas, there's a lot more things involved. Visas, transfers, like setting you up somewhere to live, all that stuff. So schools will normally bring you over Mm -hmm. quite soon. Um, So yeah, I would just say like, research it and and act soon because if you want to come in i mean ironically every i moved over to the middle east in Mm -hmm. a december and started a job in a january which Mm -hmm. wasn't a school cycle it was like middle of a cycle and then when i changed jobs i changed in a december and when i changed jobs again i changed in a december is that because people have like dropped out halfway through the term or what yeah i mean there will always be people especially with overseas jobs that will come over will start mm-hmm. and then it's not for them so yeah. they'll go home so they'll do like a term and they'll go home that happens a lot so then schools I mean I've always found it easier to find a job at that time of the year because schools are they've, they've got limited options they're looking for the super sub to come in yeah basically yeah. Um, but yeah I think if you're trying to do it down the more traditional settled route not mm-hmm. being thrown in being like off you go day one um, then yeah you start looking for jobs earlier um, and then I just think it's about knowing like knowing what the kind of salaries are Mm -hmm. and what the expectation is like i think when it comes to teaching you should look at your salary in the uk yeah um consider that without the tax deduction and like make sure that you don't move over here for less than that because Mm. that's the whole point if you're moving 
you want to be getting make some cash yeah exactly yeah. and then a lot of people I think when it comes to jobs I mean this is probably different for you but especially in the teaching profession a lot of not so much now but it used to be the case that they gave you accommodation that's right like yes they put all the teachers in a block together yeah yeah, yeah. My advice is, if they give you that option, never take it. So, do you? How does that work? Like, so you get offered the the accommodation, or you can take X amount of money in substitute of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, normally, and it used to be mad. It used to be like take the accommodation or get an extra eighty thousand dirhams a year. Whoa. But then the cost of living and yep. rent and, you know, deciding where you're going to live. Also, look at the schools you're applying to, because especially secondary schools here, most of the very good secondary schools are quite far out. They're not mm. kind of primary schools are all over Dubai and you could pretty much live in any community and be within five minutes of a primary school. But secondary schools, if you're a secondary teacher, look at where they're at. Interesting. Yeah, most of the secondary schools are out by like Silicon Oasis. Whoa, I've never noticed that. No. But I don't usually hang about schools. Ah. Which is good. Yep. Okay, uh, question for you from That Dubai Girl this week uh, about bitchy bosses. Oh, okay, right, go on. Have you ever had a bitchy boss? Yes. Yeah, me too. No more on that? <laughs> yes, <laughs> haven't, indeed. Haven't we all? Yeah. Um, so basically says, Hi girls, my boss is driving me absolutely insane. She's got no sense of boundaries. With the new working week, this has got even worse. I just don't know what to do. She's ringing me up at all hours. She's texting me at all hours. <sighs> She's setting unreasonable deadlines. Mm. I loved my job, but this is just making it all too much. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough, especially if you really enjoy your job, but the boss is the only problem. Because... The boss is the person that you've just got to suck up to constantly. How how are you with like dealing with people above you? Like, are you a suck up kind of person? Do you just kind of keep your head down, get on with it? What are you like? I mean, do you know the answer to that question before <laughs> you're even asking me it? I imagine you're not one to just stand back and take things. Let's well, just put I, uh, it like that. I work for myself now, Lisa. Yes, and that should tell me everything. Um, no, so I would say that I've had to change. Yeah. Um, especially since working. I don't know. I think I was probably just as bad as when I was a teacher. When I left my last job, um, they were like, well, Kirsty pretty much just does what she wants. Oh. Um, but she's she's a great teacher. Yeah. Um, I, I am known for just doing what I want. But I think with a teacher, like that is quite an individual thing. I mean, yeah. I think you set your own agenda. You've got to do what you want with the kids. And I don't think that that can be kind of interfered with unless you're really shit. Teaching's really, really not like that. That's is what it teach- micromanaged? Yeah, like, it? that's what... And also it's, you've got to teach this many minutes of English and this mm. many minutes of maths and from this time to this time you've got to do that like I think actually how you're describing it if teachers were just like left to their own devices I think actually they do so much better yeah especially with schools here you're looking at classes that have like minimum of four four classes Mm -hmm. so that's four teachers that's four personalities and sometimes when you've all got to read from the same script it's going to be completely different like when I was a teacher I loved anything that was making a mess getting hands on I wouldn't care about going out and buying this and buying that to to make an experience whereas you'll have some teachers who don't want to spend any money from their own pockets which fine Fair because enough, yeah. at the end of the day they probably think well parents are paying fees the fees going to school why yeah. haven't I got the resources yeah. I need but I think it's sometimes that you everyone and, and everyone looks at everything in a different way um, and I think you know we're individuals mm-hmm. and that was probably that was probably my biggest bugbear with being a teacher over here like you're an individual your students are individuals you kind of make your own little planet where you're together but then someone's telling you you have to do it in this way mm-hmm. I think that's really really hard yeah, that and is that's hard. something that's very different to the UK because in the UK 
I mean, there's so much more pressure on teachers in the UK without a shadow of a doubt. Like, such a hard job. I've got so many friends in the UK who are teachers, head teachers. Like, absolutely don't know how anyone is still a teacher in the UK, in oh. all honesty. Um, but, you know, like, I think the flip side of that is it's normally just you or mm-hmm. it's you and one other person, which means much bigger workload, but you can do what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think in my current life now, thank God for Mel, because Mel is my yin to my yang. Mm-hmm. She's my calm. And um, a lot of times I do actually want to like completely rage out at things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have got Mel in the back of my head all the time being like, okay, take Throwing a minute. water over it. Yeah. 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 Take a minute. And um, I had an instance recently where I had a meeting with someone in the meeting. They were super nice to me. After the meeting, sending me messages, super nice. Next day, mm-hmm. literally sending me abuse because of like one thing I'd said, mm-hmm. which they'd, you know, when people go away and they, you think they about twist it. and twist yes. and twist and they twist it into something that it's not even I meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just mad. Like It's in, hard. In over situation, right? I was like, I don't really know how you've taken one and one and got seven. Like, you're just so wrong. Mm -hmm. And how I wanted to reply to that person is, you're an absolute psycho, get Mm -hmm. a grip. Mm -hmm. But how I actually replied was, so sorry that you feel that way. That's good. You've got to do that sometimes. Um, Yeah, sometimes I absolutely lose my shit, though. Yeah. Occasionally, I'm in a meeting and Mel's, like, staring at me, like, (gasps) do not blow. (laughs) See, the thing with me is, like, I have a job that's me on my own. And but I do have not a today boss. though. Joe no, I know exactly. But I do have a boss, and I am now a manager as well. So I think you've got to try and develop your own management style. And mine is be kind to people when you're asking them to do something. Make sure you do it in a really kind way. Don't force people to do something they're not comfortable with. Blah 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 blah. I have had bosses in the past that just go mental over nothing. And the thing with my job is I am a radio presenter. You know, that is my actual job, which I can't believe that that's actually my job. But the problem with that is, like, we do things every week called a snoop, yeah? Mm -hmm. So basically what they do is we sit down with the boss and they, you know, they tell us what was good about what we did, what we could do better, and blah, blah, blah. We all have our own styles. My current boss, he's brilliant. He's really encouraging, makes you feel great. You know, he says, oh, maybe you could do this a bit differently, but overall, he makes you feel brilliant. I've had a boss in the past that just picks out every single thing that you did. Maybe you stumble, maybe you're like, eh, eh, what was that? Why did you do that? Mm. And the problem with my job is, when they criticise what I'm saying, they're actually criticising my personality. Yeah. Because it's like, my job is not just, here's a number equation and work it out and here's the right answer it's literally you've got to be yourself yeah and then if they tell you that that's not good enough then you you're questioning your whole world like what do you mean have you am i funny am i cool am i oh have you ever heard of the kiss kick kiss technique no what's that so, is that shit sandwich probably yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so when I did my teacher training, I had an absolutely fantastic mentor. I still talk to her now. Amazing. And um, she used to say to me, like, it was in my nature to pick fault mm-hmm, at things mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you haven't blah, blah. And she was like, you'll get a better response from adults, children, everyone, mm-hmm. if you use the kiss, kick, kiss technique. So wrap it up. Yeah. Nice So stuff. basically, like, you've done this. It's really, really great. However, yeah. next time, can you work on this? But also, this was really good. Yeah, too. I love that because then you're getting the like neggy mes- message across, mm-hmm. but you're you're sandwiching it with some love. And I think that's a great <clears throat> technique. So now, when I have to like. 
say no to people. Mm-hmm. I try and do it like that. But also, I would say yes. Be be a nice boss. Be a fair boss. Like I'd like to consider myself to be a nice and a fair boss. And yeah. and you know, everyone. I hope that like my immediate team that work with me, like we're actually friends. Like we all get along. But then the flip side of that is I am the boss and mm. when things go wrong mm-hmm. or when things aren't done, you also have to be able to set those boundaries with people. Yeah. And so it's hard sometimes because especially my team's so small and we work mm-hmm. so closely together. But there's been a couple of things which I've had to be quite like, this is not acceptable. Firm. Yeah. And, but you can be and firm not fair. Yeah. And I think that is the key to it. As long yeah. as you're fair, mm-hmm. as long as you're like, look this is the thing that you've done. This is why it's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. This is what I need you to do to fix it. And also move on. Yeah. Like, don't hold grudges. Yeah. Move on. Like, Good you know. advice. Oh, she's get, look, she's completed Bossing completed it. I love it. Kirsty, right, we've got to wrap it up now, but uh, see you next week. And it was fun hanging out. I can't believe that that's it. The time just flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Doesn't it, babes? It does. All High right. High five. I love you. Love Bye. you. Bye. Bye. 